This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, I'm an opinion host, okay? I'm a conservative. I've never run from that. I've run for office as a conservative multiple times, right? I don't want to be a journalist. They're all phonies and frauds, most of them anyway. But Biden's trip over to Europe, to NATO and to Poland, I'm telling you in the most objective voice possible, not joking, was an, a total unmitigated disaster. If he went over there with the intention of making the situation worse on multiple fronts, he did. I'm going to prove it to you with sound and audio coming up in a minute. I've got that. Listen, I don't really give a damn about the Oscars, but I do feel the need to address this Will Smith, Chris Rock slap episode. Nah, I'm going to have an opinion that you may not like. Well, it's okay. We respect one another here. I'm going to give you my opinion on what happened. There. I got a lot more too. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show on this fine Monday. Let's get right to it. I got that. I've also got another story showing you how leftists who claim to be in it for the little guy really give you the double-barreled family-friendly middle finger. They just don't do it family-friendly. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, on this fine Monday. Good, let's sir. Let's go, go, bro. Let's go. Man, Here we very go. Very exciting. Pent up energy from Joe the whole weekend. Man, All right. So, again, I am not a journalist. I don't pretend to be. Uh, don't ever impugn me by calling me a journalist. They're disgraceful. But I'm telling you in the most objective way possible, his trip over uh, to NATO and his trip over to Poland was a disaster. The gaffes didn't stop. From the, we're going to send, uh, telling the, uh, the uh, airborne division of our army that they're going to be in Ukraine soon. Major gaffe to uh, saying to, Vlad to, to the crowd in Poland that Vladimir Putin, for God's sakes, man, cannot remain in power, implying regime change, uh, which is not the official policy of the United States. It was a disaster. Making matters worse. There isn't a side of this that isn't upset. Just to be clear, guys, everyone pay close attention. The Europeans are pissed. The White House staff is pissed. Putin, obviously, is furious. I don't really care if he's furious. I'm just trying to give you all. I just said all sides. Putin's furious. Even Zelensky. Zelensky, who we supposedly went over there to help. Yeah, fellas, that was the point, correct? Just checking. Yeah. That's who we went over there. Even Zelensky, regardless of your take on Zelensky, this matter in general. Even Zelensky thinks this guy's a tool. Here's Richard Engel. He, I, I, here's Richard Engel, right? Here's Engel, who is no conservative by any stretch. 
Here's him talking about the reaction of Zelensky to Biden's speech, where Zelensky's clearly taken a shot at Biden. Check this out. If only those who've been thinking for 31 days on how to hand over dozens of jets and tanks had 1% of their courage. So he's saying that that Meeting in NATO, which promised a lot of support, still isn't yielding the kind of results that Ukrainians want. So the Europeans are frustrated. The Poles are frustrated. Zelensky thinks Biden's a coward and is basically winking and nodding, saying it without saying it directly. The White House staff has been cleaning up his mess the whole week. Putin's on edge now. Zelensky's pissed. Folks, this is a mess. I've been in enough White Houses and in enough countdown meetings with White House staffers to understand what a debacle this really is. You understand that every single word they parse of these speeches and the imagery and the backgrounds to present a certain presidential narrative. Whatever narrative they went over there to project, we're strong, we're with you, we're with the Ukrainians, has been completely wiped out. Completely wiped out. Again, regardless of your feelings on it, the staff had to clean up his messes all week. They've been cleaning up the respond in kind comment to chemical weapons. Respond in kind by any normal reading of the, of the, of the terminology, folks. Respond in kind would mean if Putin uses chemical weapons, we're going to use them too. Um, that would be a viola- an international war crime. Yeah, I, I, you may you may say, hey, listen, you may be one of these hey, uh, uh, cry havoc and unleash the dogs of war people. I'm just telling you that Biden just admitted, basically implied that the U.S. would commit a war crime in response to a war crime. Staff had to clean that up. Telling the airborne division, I said before, oh, you'll find yourselves in Ukraine. They were all looking at the, the, uh, the soldiers and like, really? I thought we weren't going to Ukraine. You said there were no boots on the ground. Then implying that regime change would be a good idea. The fact checkers will be all over that, too, which means, you know, he actually said it. Here's what I mean. Here's the staff cleanup operation. RNC research put this out. Here's Joe Biden talking. Every time this man talks, he screws something up. Barack Obama was right when he said, said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Here's the side-by-side, Biden talking and his staff being forced to clean up this guy's mess. Check this out. For God's sake, this man cannot remain powerful. The White House trying to make clear in the aftermath, or making very clear in the aftermath, he was not, in fact, calling for regime change. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people, standing stand in the middle of front of a damn tank. White House officials are telling us that President Biden does not intend to send U.S. troops into Ukraine. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would trigger a response in kind. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance. Here's the problem, folks. Either this stuff is in the prompter, the staff is writing it for him, and then Biden's staff later on is sabotaging him which I doubt, or Biden speaks off the cuff, doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't understand the ramifications of what he's doing. And by speaking off the cuff, he's creating a real national security crisis for the United States. Candidly, folks, I don't know what's worse. I'm going to explain that again in a minute because it's important you understand that because there's only two solutions. 
Either what Biden's saying was written for him and then his staff after the blowback turns around and undercuts him later, which I doubt, and I'll play you a bit of, a bit of video in a second, or Biden speaks off the cuff and causes a major national security crisis for the United States when he does it. Here's why I don't think it's in the prompter. Here's Biden realizing every time he opens his mouth, he makes it worse. He was asked a shouted question yesterday by exiting church. Uh, you know, Mr. President, do you think that uh, basically Putin, uh, they should be regime change in Russia? And listen to his answer. Check this out. Mr. President, do you want Putin removed? Mr. President, were you calling for regime change? No. And there you go. Which leads me to believe again that he just can't keep his mouth shut. Now, folks, here's the problem. You may say to yourself, fairly enough, because I have listeners, and it's about 50-50. There are some very skeptical of Ukraine, some who want a, a, a more vigorous effort to go against the Russians, whether it's boots on the ground or not. It's 50-50. I've told you where I stand repeatedly. This is a war we should be very concerned about. It's not our war. That doesn't mean you can't be empathetic and sympathetic. We've been at war a long time. I've, I've told you that repeatedly. That's my stance. And I, you know, absent some significant change on the ground, that's what I still believe. But my problem, Putin, with, with calling for regime change or even implying it like he did, he, you heard what he said, folks. I just played the audio. You know, you can fact check all you want. It's not, you're not fact checking anything. You're just giving an opinion on what you think he meant. I'm telling you what he said. And what I think he meant, because he said it directly, is Russia would be better off without Putin, which candidly I agree with. So you may say, well, damn, what's the problem with Biden saying it? The problem with Biden saying it, and I'm bipartisan in my criticism here because it matters, is the same problem I have with Lindsey Graham suggesting an assassination of Putin is a good thing. Maybe the best way to explain this is to use an analogy. There are liberals listening, and sometimes it's tough for them to digest this stuff. Imagine we had a leader in the United States, President Joey Bag of Donuts, whatever it is. And President Joey Bag of Donuts, unprovoked, invades Canada. Don't laugh. I want you to understand. I'm going to put yourself on why I think this is such a bad idea. Invades Canada and, like Mariupol, just starts leveling civilian areas. There's death and destruction everywhere. I can guarantee you probably 80% of the U.S. population, no matter how charismatic this leader is, is going to say, hey, this is a really bad idea. I don't know what we think we're doing. But then you get foreign leaders out there talking about how that Joey Bag of Donuts should be assassinated and regime change. You're probably going to flip some people back who'd be like, hey, I don't like this guy, but I don't like those guys either, number one. And number two, the 20% who believe it's a good idea to invade Canada, subjugate people and kill innocent people, if the president is assassinated, President Joey Bag of Donuts or whatever, what are they going to do? They're going to blame it on the foreign government. And the next guy, they're going to want repercussions. The point I'm trying to make is the guy would be an a-hole for doing that, but the change has to come from home. Does that make sense, fellas? Like the change has to, you giving, giving fuel to international conspiracy theorists, if Putin is deposed to say the United States did it, is going to fuel a bunch of lunatics around the world for more anti-U.S. terrorism yeah, and anti-U.S. rhetoric. Why give up? Right, why, why? Why water that? Right. And it, and you get my point. Am I making sense here? Even in case you think I'm crazy, and 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 Joe, like I'm, I I know you don't think, but like I'm isolated by myself here. Here's even Obama's CIA director saying the same thing. Daily Wire story be in the newsletter. Read it. So Mike Morell said Obama's former CIA director Biden's remark talking about that 
the the uh, regime change remark. Biden's remark strengthens strengthens Putin at home and makes it hard for opposition to form. Yeah, thank you. Finally, we agree on something. It's not official U.S. policy to assassinate people and push for regime change. So just stay away from it. That was my same problem with the Lindsey Graham comment. Not that, and I'm, let me say this again, get it on tape. I'm not suggesting Biden thinking it and Lindsey Graham thinking it is wrong. This guy's a horror show overseas. He's a, if Putin would stop fighting, there'd be peace. Ukrainians stop fighting, there'd be no Ukraine. Okay? It's, it, it's really, that, that's how asymmetric it is. But you don't have to give them the fuel for this fire. It's just stupid. Just don't, you don't have to say it. Remember what they say, making love and war should happen behind closed doors. That kind of diplomacy. You don't need to tell everybody everything. Here's another problem. As I said before, again, either that was in the prompter and his staff is undermining him now publicly and has taken over the White House, Biden, because he read the comments that were in there, which I doubt, or he's speaking off the cuff and is causing us a significant, significant issue. The chemical weapons thing was a disaster. Now, if there's a chemical weapons attack too, every conspiracy theorist around the world is going to go, was the United States behind it? I mean, who knows? They did say they'd respond in kind. If Putin's assassinated, hey, we got the U.S. on tape saying they were behind it. Am, am I, oh gosh, am I the only one seeing this? Like on the conservative side? No. No, thank you. Thank you. And this is why, by the way, Biden's approval rating, as you can see in the New York Post, tumbles to the lowest of his presidency. The man just can't open his mouth. And again, I criticize the Republican too and Graham. So I'm not going to be lectured by anyone. Oh, you're just saying it because it's Biden. I would have said it if it was any president. Until you know what you're going to say, keep your mouth shut. My gosh. All right. President talks. It has power. Biden said it himself in a tweet. I covered on my Fox show Saturday night. Let me address something quick before I get to this and then the uh, slap her around the world here. I can't believe I'm even doing this, but it's, it's a, this is this slap between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars. I, I was watching the food that built America on the History Channel and fell asleep by 9.15. So I had no idea this happened until I woke up this morning. And I was asked to talk about it on Fox. I just want to address this quick. I do a Fox hit. I have been pretty regularly on Monday mornings for a while. I got cut off. It was not a conspiracy theory. Listen to me, please. You have my solemn word. Fox was not censoring what I said. The hit took a while to get to. The hit, the appearance, because there was some dialogue at the beginning with the with the on the curvy couch going on, and the window was only open to us. We had nothing. They were not censoring me. Please, I would tell you. Believe me. You know, I've always been honest with you with that kind of stuff. It, the window, the window. In other words, where the the connections open. It only went on until about 8.20. So I don't want you to, I'm getting a ton of emails. Dan, Fox censored you. They did not censor me. I, I promise you. It's a window. Screw up, yes, but it wasn't, uh, it was not any effort to censor what I was saying. And I was talking about this, the slap her around the world. I don't think it was scripted. Going to get a lot of nasty emails about this today. That's okay. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three dollars to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. 
Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Okay, let's play this first uh, hat tip. Uh, was it ABC who broadcast this? The Academy, the Academy, uh, the Motion Picture Academy. So the Os- I did not see the Oscars last night. Is somebody virtue signaling to you. I just don't care. I'm not even interested enough in left-wing lunatics in Hollywood. But Chris Rock was on stage, comedian, and he was doing a little, he's a comedian, and and he was doing a skit. And he wound up taking a shot at at Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. She is, uh, shaves her head because she has alopecia, some hair loss issue. Um, so Chris Rock made a joke about it. He made a joke about G.I. Jane, which is the Demi Moore movie where she pretends to be a Navy SEAL and shaves her head too. Well, for those of you uh, listening and not being able to see, well, Will Smith then walks up. You're going to hear a slap. It looks like a pretty real slap, and you're going to hear his response afterwards. Here's the clip from the Academy of uh, Motion Picture Arts and whatever it is. Check this out. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> That was a that was a nice one. Okay, I'm out here. Uh Oh, Richard. (laughs) Oh wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out. Listen, I played the whole thing because it's all over the place on the internet uh, and really Hollywood, who gives a damn. But it speaks to some important things here, above and beyond the hypocrisy of these buffoons. I don't think that was scripted. There are a lot of people who think it was part of an act and a skit. Matter of fact, there was some poll up and 50% of people thought it was an act. Listen, I'm not trying to be anybody's tough guy. I'm an old man now. I can barely you know, walk around anymore, forget about fighting. I'm certainly not pretending to be some testosterone machine anymore. Uh, but I've been involved in a lot of fights, like many of you have, nothing spectacular. But as a guy who's been on the hitting end and being hit end to both of that, Chris Rock responds exactly like a guy who didn't expect to be hit. And if you've ever done the hitting or been on the receiving end of the hit, You know exactly what I'm talking about. Chris Rock don't look like he's acting after that. That's why I played the extended version. 
He looks really shocked and stunned. Well, Dan, he's an actor too, Rock, which he is. He's been in movies, Boomerang, CB4. He's been in a couple movies, a lot of movies. Eh, nah, I'm not buying that. He looks like a guy. You can see in the uncomfortableness of how he, that this was not a scripted moment. So number one is reaction. Number two, obviously the issue bothered his wife, but didn't bother Smith because Smith laughed about it initially. But when you see Will Smith's wife's response, I think Smith catches on right away and is like, wow, this hurt her feelings and I better go do something about it. Pretty sensitive issue to her, this hair loss thing. Folks, I don't think it was scripted. And let me just say what I was saying on Fox before the window closed there. Accidentally, I promise. There's a couple of things here. Number one, the phoniness of Hollywood, what frauds they are and liars. I, I don't care. I don't give a damn about Will Smith. Apparently, they, they got some kind of, what, open marriage thing, whatever. I, I don't care about Will Smith or Chris Rock. The bottom line is neither one of them can stand you. And I'll play a video of Chris Rock in a minute when he took a shot at the tea party, called him racist and his response. So I'm sorry, but I, my empathy is not with either one of these guys. But I will tell you this because I'm not going to, you know, fake the funk on you. I get it. I'm not saying I condone it, what Will Smith did, but I get it. I grew up in streets that were edgy, not nothing horrible. It's not the stuff, you know, they write movies about, but people fought all the time. And, you know, people disrespected your, your lady. Just saying I get it. I'll leave that one there, Joe. All right. Now. The Hollywood, the, last night, oh, a couple other things happened. Here is why I have no sympathy for these idiots. And I'm going to get to some more about this in a second. But here was Amy Schumer and her two co-hosts, Wanda Sykes and, uh, and uh, was the other, Regina, is it Regina King? They're on stage yesterday. And uh, as they're on stage, they decide it's a good idea to lie to millions of people. This is why I tell you the culture matters. I'll tell you a story in a second about this, too lie about Florida's parental rights bill, which has been maligned um, and falsely lied about called the don't say gay bill. So never an opportunity missed to lie to America. Check this out. We're going to have a great night uh, tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, gay, gay. Okay, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, the, I, I can't emphasize this to you enough. The Andrew Breitbart rule, which I wish was my golden rule, but it's his. I'm going to incorporate it and footnote it. Politics is downstream of culture. I can't emphasize this enough. You cannot and we will not. Carol, um, the, the professor at Vanderbilt, she was on this weekend on Fox and Friends. And she's an incredible talent. And she was on talking about how elections are not going to save us. The culture has to shift to a culture that respects family, that respects God, that respects big R, God-given rights, and respects censorship. If none of that changes, you're just electing one idiot over another idiot who are both going to censor you, take your money, attack your family, and attack your religion. You understand that? It's like, you know... It's like you being, I watched a, a documentary speaking on Attica, the prison riot, right? I've always been fascinated by that story. 
And, you know, you wonder why, like, it ended the way it did. Because the culture in the prison was a culture of violence. You can debate it was on both sides. You can debate it all you want. But until the culture changed, that's how that was going to end. That was a good analogy, I got to say. I, I really did not intend that. That, it's the, that was, it was a culture. It was always going to end in violence. Our culture here is, is broken, ladies and gentlemen. The reason I bring it up in relationship to this, obviously broken. It's not a don't say gay bill. It is literally not a don't say gay bill, not figured. There is nothing in the bill that even mentions the word gay. No less saying gay. Nothing. Now millions of people watching the Oscars believe there's a bill in Florida mandating you don't say gay. And idiots in the audience are clapping. Even Denzel, who I like, is laughing like it's like funny. It's not funny. Millions of people now believe there's a don't say gay bill in Florida because of these three buffoons. A woman approached me in church this weekend, walking in. She was waiting for me, which is fine. But I was talking to my wife and rolled right on in there. And she's telling me she wanted to do this big rally at the border. And I, she's like, what do you think? I said, ma'am, you want me to be honest? I said, I think those are great, you know, but I really think you need to focus on fixing our own families first your grandkids your kids man i'm telling you joe she didn't like that answer at all yeah she was walked away in a huff and was like i think we could do more i think we can do more too but we're not going to change the border situation in a country that doesn't want borders you're just going to vote in another guy who doesn't want borders how do we change it we have to focus at home that jordan peterson theory that make your own bed first we have to do that simultaneously. Fix the culture with our own kids. Tell them about censorship, about the importance of God and objective, big R, God-given rights. The difference between rights and obligations. The Milton Friedman rules of money. Why government spends money inefficiently. They don't care about cost or quality. This is the kind of stuff that matters. This is what matters. We have to change home before we're going to change the border or anything. At the minimum, focus on those two things at the same time. She didn't like that answer at all. She was very upset with me, I could tell, as she walked away into church. As long as we have people allowed to do this, which they are, I mean, I, be, I don't believe in censorship at all, but I, I shouldn't say allowed, but these, uh, but the, the don't say gay thing, who do it and are applauded by it, not booed for lying, nothing's going to change. Here's what I mean. You have this Hollywood bunch of phonies, right? They told you, what do they tell you about toxic masculinity and violence? Oh my God, violence is awful. Toxic masculinity is such a terrible thing. Here, lefties, here. Here's a News 10 ABC article. 98.3 Try, Social Dilemma. Is it offensive if a man tells a woman to drive safe? This is the same kind of nonsense that comes from the left in Hollywood. And yet you get a guy who goes up and smacks another dude for insulting his wife and yet you get a bunch of Hollywood people, uh, you know, you get Denzel, you get Bradley Cooper, you get Ayanna Presley before she deleted it, like, like defending this. So what is it? Is toxic masculinity bad or is it good? The answer is these people are phonies. It depends on the situation. Yeah, let me play this video first before we go to this next spot. Here's what I mean, too, with these phonies. So there are other people who feel bad for Chris Rock. Oh, my gosh, Chris Rock. Yeah, lefties, you feel bad for Chris Rock? Did you feel bad when Chris Rock... Uh, you know, turned around and, and laid the, you know, laid the, laid it down on uh, Jason Matera. 
Jason Matera is an author. He wrote a book called Hollywood Hypocrites. So you watch this here. This is years ago. He approaches Chris Rock backstage and tries to get an interview about Chris Rock implying that the Tea Party, you know, not taking a shot at the Tea Party. Look at Chris Rock's response. We're all supposed to feel bad here. Check this out. It's true. When you um, said the Tea Party was... See, you see it right there. It was Chris Rock. I mean, that didn't go well either. You know, again, I'm just, these guys are all hypocrites and phonies. I told you how I felt. I don't condone it because I just think it's dumb. I don't think it helped this situation, Will Smith. And also, I think you run the possibility of being sued and going to jail, which isn't going to help you, your wife. But I'm not going to lie to you either. I get it. But you get all these people on both sides who they hate toxic masculinity. Well, they say they do. You're not even allowed to tell a woman to drive safe. But it's okay to walk up on stage and slap a dude for insulting your wife. Again, at least I'm not a fraud. And I can tell you how I feel, even though I knew it was going to be negative backlash by saying it. But these lefties will tell you whatever they think. They lie to you all the time. Just like they lied in the beginning of the show with uh, implying there's a don't say gay bill. Okay. You know, speaking of the lies and the culture that leads to the lies and the acceptance of the lies, I have to tell you, it was really disturbing there that when uh, Wanda Sykes said that thing about the don't say gay thing at the academy and a bunch of people just clap like a bunch of seals, <laughs> knowing it's a lie. That should tell you we have a culture problem in the United States. And we have a culture problem in the United States because we have an education problem. We have people, not all, but sadly, all too many people teaching in public schools with a social agenda, not an educational one. We have teachers unions that have bought off administrators, that have bought off unions, that have bought off politicians. And therefore, we have a generation of kids being taught this broken, ineffective, you know, near suicidal culture right now. Here's one of the reasons. Democrats keep telling you they're the party for the little guy. Ladies and gentlemen, they can't stand the little guy. It's nonsense. The Wall Street Journal has a piece of charter school sabotage going on in the United States right now that I'm telling you is really, it's pissing me off to no end. Pardon my language. So there are these federal grants for charter schools, which are public schools, by the way, but they don't have to subscribe to all of the union edicts that have been destroying public schools and our culture for decades. So the uh, Biden administration, of course, wants to make it difficult to open a charter school. So applicants for these funds will now have to describe, quote, Unmet demand for the charter school. So having hundreds of thousands of children on charter school waiting lists won't suffice. The administration now, Biden, wants evidence of over-enrollment of existing public schools, as well as proof that the new charter does not exceed the number of public schools needed to accommodate the demand in the community. So, folks, you want to talk about a, you want to talk about a, I want to curse right now so bad, but it's not right, so I won't do it. A dirtbag move. So now to be clear, because public schools, people are evacuating these public schools in mass because they're rotting our culture away and teaching kids everything except reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? So because people are leaving public schools and they have empty seats, the empty seats in public schools are evidence we don't need a charter. Did you read that the way I did? Whoa. You guys get that? Yeah. So now you have to show... There aren't that that the public school is overflowing, which it's not because people are pulling their kids out of public schools. You have to show there aren't empty seats as a reason to get a charter. If this isn't a sop to the teachers unions 
who want control over your kids and the culture going forward, I don't know what is. And it proves, I don't know what's going to, and it proves again that your kid, no matter how bad they're suffering, you will sit on that waiting list forever. These Democrats will never, ever help you, ever. They don't care. My kid's in a charter school. It's the greatest thing that ever happened, uh, ever, ever. The school is amazing. The principal's amazing. They get it. Freedom and liberty and education matter to them. They don't matter to your kids, though. They matter to you and your kids, but these Democrats don't give a damn about you or your kids. All right, I got a lot more to get to. It's really a loaded show on Monday, so let me get this next story. Move it on. Showing you again how they don't care about you, your pension, your family, nothing. All they care about is rotting the culture and the lies to get you surgically attached to the state and their big government ideas. Here's a Bloomberg piece. Biden's going to propose a 20% tax aimed at billionaires and unrealized gains. Now, this again is a lie. No, it's not a lie that he's going to propose this tax. Unrealized gains? Ladies and gentlemen, who do you think this is going to affect? Well, Dan, I just read the headline of the Bloomberg piece. This tax is clearly going to affect billionaires. Ha! That is hilarious. You think that? This is a lie by the Democrats. You know what unrealized gains are? I know, I'm sorry. Conservatives, I know you get it, but there are some liberals listening. Unrealized gains, you buy a stock at $10. The stock goes up to $100. You made a $90 profit on the stock. You don't have to pay the tax on that because you already bought the stock typically with after-tax dollars anyway, right? Why you have to pay a capital gain after that is beyond me. You shouldn't have to. You've already taxed. The money was already taxed, right? You, you bought it with your salary. You bought a $10 stock. You have to pay a capital gains tax on that $90 of additional value. Bought it for 10 it's worth 100 you don't have to pay that tax until you actually sell the stock. Let's think about this, Joe, for a second in common sense terms. Okay. So even liberals will understand it. Why would you not have to pay that until you actually cash out the stock? Hmm, hold on. Give me a moment. It's a little tough for me. Yes, that's because the stock may not stay at 100 and may crash, and you may actually lose money in the long run if the stock crashes to 8 so you'd be paying taxes on a profit you never made. So therefore, they wait until you realize the gains. Now, it's because liberals think your money is their money. Liberals think it's a good idea to tax unrealized gains. Which will do what? Let's walk through this in common sense terms because, again, we do have a liberal audience listening too. What'll happen is immediately if this thing gets any momentum, what do you think billionaires are going to do with their billions and trillions in stock portfolios? What do you think is going to happen? Let's say the bill was going to pass in a week. You think you'd sell today when you can lock in your gains? Yeah, I would. I would. Which would lead to a massive crash in stock prices, right? Stock prices, which your pension's invested in. Yeah, yeah, your pension. Yeah, that's right. Especially the unions, the same unions trying to keep kids out of charter schools. I thought you were in it for the middle class. See, Biden, who's a dope, as we showed in the beginning of the show, and is too stupid to realize the damages would, would do, the billionaires are going to sell their stock and lock in their gains and never pay this tax at all. They're then going to take that money, and what do you think they're going to buy? They're going to invest their money in offshore businesses where it's not tracked. They're going to invest their money in assets. They're going to invest their money in things like physical gold. They're going to invest their money in things like comic books where they can't be tracked as easily. 
Don't laugh. There's a lot of money to be made in this asset business. And if you're laughing, you're probably a liberal who doesn't understand where the money's to be, uh, to be made. Not going to affect the billionaires at all, but it is going to affect you as the market crashes, your pension's unsustainable, you're out of money, but you'll applaud like seals, just like they did at the Academy Award, like that dopey seal <laughs> at the Academy Awards about a bill that doesn't exist, that don't say gay bill. Good luck. Watch what happens when this bill passes. Mark the date, Joe. Monday, March 28th, 937. You watch. Flag it. You watch what, thank you. You watch what happens if this passes. When the market crashes the next days and weeks and months, you could say you were ahead of the game. So if this thing is about to pass, I can only encourage you in the strong enough terms to sell your stocks immediately because they are going to crash. And I am not your financial advisor. I just want to be clear. What's that? No, it's not going to pass. Even Pelosi knows it's dumb. But it just goes to show you, they're all barking and clapping seals. Tax the rich. I got to tax anything with the rich. Got to tax you. All right, moving on. So um, this Biolab story is getting steam. Hat tip, National Pulse, Natalie Winters, and Raheem Kassan for breaking this incredible story that Hunter Biden may have had a role, his company, a company he was involved with, Rosemont Seneca, in financing some of these Biolabs in Ukraine. Just quick update on this. Tucker covered it a little bit last week about this Hunter angle. I want to play his thoughts and then what the House Republicans are planning to do because this is important. Check this out. The National Pulse is reporting tonight that apparently a private equity firm run by Hunter Biden funded some of the research into pathogens in these biolabs. What are the outlines of that story? We're not sure. But we know it's legitimate to ask what it means. Why wouldn't it be? You're not a Russian agent repeating discredited Putin talking points if you ask. You're a good citizen. So we're going to continue to ask. We hope that others will, too. Well, there you go. We do have to ask these questions. Asking these questions is critical. That's the whole essence and hallmark of a constitutional republic is the ability to question your leadership, right? They throw you in the gulag elsewhere. Did Hunter Biden's company, a company he was associated with, have any role in financing biolab activity in Ukraine. Folks, listen, playing the whole that's his Russian propaganda game with me, you could just please stop now. Nobody's listening. We're laughing at you. Whether the Russians are saying it or not and using it as propaganda is a debatable and understandable argument. Whether the story's real or not, however, is of interest to people in the United States because it could be used for propaganda on both sides. That the left doesn't understand this is... is ridiculous. I bring it up because uh, breaking this weekend, House Republicans will subpoena Hunter Hunter Biden if they take charge. There's a question here. The question's an obvious one. Did this story, did the White House know in advance about Hunter Biden's connection to these biolabs? Did they know in advance and did it influence their decision to work with the fact-checking community and others out there, whether quietly or openly, to suppress the story. And it brings up another important question. What else do the Russians and Chinese Communist Party, what else do they know about Hunter Biden? It's pretty clear at this point they have the laptops and the emails. What else is out there? How much of our U.S. policy and official statements is being driven by an effort to suppress what the Biden family was up to overseas? And again, calling it Russian propaganda is not going to make any of it, any of it go away. 
All right. Um, you know, let me get to my next sponsor because I want to get to uh, another thing here about how this propaganda works, how you get a bunch of clapping seals at the Academy Award because the culture's rotting to death right in front of our eyes and how the left is just a culture of lies. Listen, I'll never lie to you. If something I say turns out not to be true, I'll correct it. We've done it before. We'll do it again. It's going to happen again in the future. But the left lies to you and does it openly. I'm going to prove it to you right here. Clear as day. Let me get to my last sponsor, a company you hear in the beginning of every show, ExpressVPN. Hey, when you hit the bathroom, right? You close the door behind you. You don't want random people looking in on you, right? So why would you let people look in when you go on, on uh, when you go online, watching your online web activity? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Do you know your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data then to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. It's important. I use it. Paula uses it. We use it on all our devices. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by Mashable, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and you don't believe your online activity is the public's business, or anyone else's for that matter, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and use my exclusive link. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash Bongino, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. Thanks, ExpressVPN. So, until we get back to a culture where both political parties have some allegiance or respect from the truth, for the truth, there's no way we're going to move the country forward in a more prosperous fashion. I mean it, folks. I, I, I'll just prove it to you quickly. How do you debate a guy on stage? Say you're running for office, a Democrat, who, you know, you ask, you, you say, hey, uh, Senator Jones, um, I'd like to debate you on the tax issue. He goes, my name isn't Senator Jones. It's Senator Smith. Your name is Senator Jones. How do you debate this guy? He can't even tell. They can't tell the truth about anything ever. It's impossible to debate a target you can't nail down. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. How do you expect me to debate a don't say gay bill you insist is real, even though it literally doesn't exist? How do you expect me to do that? You're just going to continue to lie. It doesn't say don't say gay. Here's the bill. No, it does. Here's the freaking bill. It doesn't. You're debating things that don't exist, like trickle-down economics. You want me to debate the benefits of a program, an economic program that does not exist. Here's Robert Reich, clown, far-left, radical, lunatic, nutbag, Robert Reich, on Twitter. This man's supposed to be some economics genius. Again, promoting something like the don't say gay bill, which is false. Quote, Robert Reich, Twitter. Trickle down economics is nothing more than a cruel hoax designed to enrich the wealthy at the expense of the American people. Oh, it's a hoax. All right. Just not for the reasons Robert Reich is telling you. Robert Reich knows there is no such thing as trickle down economics, just like Wanda Sykes and the Academy Awards people know there's no such thing as a don't say gay bill. But because our culture is broken, fact checkers and everyone else will will cover for the less lies while going after us. This stuff is allowed to continue, and it's a reason. Why do you think Robert Rice was tweeting this out this weekend, folks? You think this is all an act? You think it has anything to do with Biden's proposal to put a 20% tax on rich people and their unrealized gains? No, 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 no,
Just a big quinky dink, right? Just a big coincidence. So Robert Reich tweets out a hoax. A hoax. Here's what I mean. He cue up that cut from Thomas Sowell. Next time someone like Robert Reich mentions trickle-down economics to you, I want you to ask him to cite the actual theory, not the talking points of trickle-down economics. Thomas Sowell's done this many times. He still doesn't have an answer, strangely enough. Check this out. President Obama, in December of last year, the market will take care of everything, they tell us. Jobs and prosperity will eventually trickle down to everyone else. In April of this year, during the Bush years, the wealthy got wealthier, but prosperity sure didn't trickle down. In July, this past summer, Barack Obama, we've tried it their way. It didn't work. We were told that prosperity would start at the top and then trickle down. Close quote. Where does this... Trickle, where does this phrase trickle down come from? Oh, I don't know. It was as far back as, uh, as, the, as the first, as the uh, Roosevelt administration. Uh, there is absolutely, it is an incredible like, thing. It's, there is a non-existent theory that is constantly being attacked. Uh, some years ago in my newspaper column, I challenged anybody to cite any economist outside of an insane asylum who had ever made that argument. Nobody ever, ever, ever came up with a single person. So when Barack Obama says in this past July, quote, we were told that prosperity Ask him would- who told him. Nobody told him. Nobody no told him. No economist has ever held that. Nobody, no politician has ever said it. I don't know of anybody who's ever said it. In fact, uh, when I put this out, I went, went, went out, a nationally syndicated column. Uh, various people uh, wrote me and said, well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said it. Find me the person who said it. I don't want to hear how A said it, B said it. Find me B and show me where he said it. And that was years ago. Not one example has been offered. See, again, we're the side bedrocked in data points and facts. There, it, listen to me. There is no theory of trickle-down economics. It is a pejorative, I can't say this enough, used to imply that Republicans only care about people at the top and the scraps trickle down to you. There is no such theory. So if there's no such theory, how can Robert Reich claim it doesn't work and it's cruel? It doesn't exist. It's like the don't say gay bill that doesn't exist. How do you debate that? Debate the benefits of, uh, uh, sir, uh, we're going to debate the benefits of trickle-down economics. It doesn't exist. How is this stuff allowed to continue for decades? I was born in 1974. I remember the Reagan years well. How does this stuff continue for the 47 years I've been on this planet? The myth, it's been longer than that, of trickle-down economics. Gee, skip ahead to the next story first, because maybe I should have done this in a different order. Yeah, the one about social media. There you go. Folks, it's called gaslighting. I hate to, you know, beat this thing to death on the show, but it's important we understand the terrain features of the, the propaganda fight we're looking at. That millions and millions of Americans believe in a don't say gay bill, that Hollywood claps over it, and that the trickle-down economics myth has persisted for 30 and 40 years requires you to lie to people. Trickle-down economics is real. It isn't. To lie often, they do it all the time. I just showed you the Robert Reich tweet. To lie confidently, Reich is an economist, folks. I mean, what do you know, Dan Bongino? You're just a dopey secret service agent, right? Economist, bona fides, right? But most importantly, you have to isolate people from the truth. You can't let them see that Thomas Sowell clip, which is accurate, showing conclusively that no one on planet Earth has been able to produce the econometric theory of trickle-down. No one, because it doesn't exist. How do you isolate people from the truth? 
get them to believe, don't say gay is real. Otherwise, here we go. Washington Examiner, Nihal Krishan wrote a piece, it'll be in my newsletter. Social media censorship and cancel culture increase extremism. So you see how major social media platforms, strict content moderation and censorship policies are making people more isolated and polarized, causing more dangerous extremism in society, a new study showed. So making my two points here, number one, how the gaslighting is isolating people from the truth, banning them from uh, mainstream platforms on the internet, YouTube, Twitter, fake, but they're left wing nut jobs, but most people are on them. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you get the point, TikTok and others. By banning them, what do you do? You push them further and further down into the bowels of the internet, where sometimes they deal with people who really are promoting crazy things. And then they start to believe it too. Now, the studies show this, that your censorship is doing nothing but getting people to believe things that aren't real. But you do it anyway. Why does the left do it anyway? Because it proves, going back to one, my bad people hypothesis, that the left, we think the left are people with bad ideas. Although I'm changing on that too. The left thinks we're bad people with ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, the punishment is the point. They ban you to punish you because it makes them feel better because they think you're bad people. The fact that it is not helping them, that it is not stopping disinformation or misinformation, whatever absurd definition you want to give to those things. The fact that it's not stopping any of that, do you understand, means nothing to the left? It means nothing. They want to punish you. And by banning you and forcing you into the bowels of the internet, rather than being able to speak on, air quotes, mainstream platforms, like normal people in a free society, things like trickle-down economics and the don't-say-gay bill are allowed to persist forever. Because the morons who believe it, and I'm sorry, you're really dumb if you believe that, are never allowed to see the truth. All right, last story. Uh, speaking of messaging disasters, this is an important one. I kind of want to sam- sandwich the show in some Ukraine-Russia stuff, given the prominence and importance of the story. You know, I said to you in the beginning how Joe Biden really needs to stop talking, folks. I'm not kidding. He is the president we're stuck with right now. Unfortunately, I don't know how we're going to get through three more years with this guy being just as candid as I can with you. But we can't start a nuclear war right now. And the problem I'm worried with this guy about mostly is this guy cannot seem to shut his mouth. And when he opens his mouth, as I showed you in the beginning of the show, he causes a number of problems. Even uh, mainstream media folks, like Naomi Lin at the Washington Examiner is recognizing this now, too, with this piece. Biden faces complaints. He emboldened Russia by mainly saying what he wouldn't do. What have I been telling you for weeks, Joe, on the show? You don't need to broadcast to the world what we're not going to do. You don't have to answer every question. Listen. But Mr. President, I know you, you don't like me. I don't like you. That's not going to change. But for the sake of our country and not causing global thermonuclear war, you don't need to answer every question from the media about chemical weapons, nuclear attacks. You don't need to do it. You don't need to be everybody's friend. Stop telling everyone what you're not going to do. You're incentivizing by doing it them to do more because now they know what you're not going to do while you don't know what they're not going to do. Unbelievable. 
All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please, if you don't mind, subscribe to my podcast. I'm trying to get to 3 million subs on Rumble. They're free. Subscriptions are free, of course. It's just, you just got to click that follow button there, subscribe button. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. We've blown away YouTube and our followers over there. So thanks a lot. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I'll see you on the radio show a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino.